T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Timberwolves are idle back at it tomorrow. We'll talk Timberwolves with Chris Hine of the Star Tribune at about 535 today. Timberwolves should be shorthanded following the brawl last night with the Orlando Magic going into that game with the Denver Nuggets. Right now we're going to talk Twins, and Dan Hayes joins us from The Athletic. Dan, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Dan, uh, some sad news to report. Mike Radcliffe, who'd been a part of the Twins organization for more than three decades, uh, passed away on Friday. It was announced by uh, the Twins. Dustin Morris sent out a release. Uh, a number of tweets of people inside and outside the organization talking about Mike Radcliffe. That's a real blow. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Uh, it's really hard to find someone who would have a bad word to say, and not within just the organization, but throughout baseball. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at the scouting industry, you have a lot of the uh, beloved old guys that have been in the game forever. Um, and when they are as prepared, as good, as well-traveled, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess Mike, Mike Radcliffe, a lot more people knew him throughout the game than, than you'd know. Um, and Twins fans really only know him through his resume, um, which is pretty impressive when you look at 
what he was able to accomplish when it was, you know, picking Joe Maurer over Mark Pryor. He's the guy that really kind of hammered the table when it came to uh, Torrey Hunter and said, this guy's got star and charisma written all over him. And the makeup is excellent. He's going to be around forever. Um, you know, being the guy that pulled in the class of Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler and Miguel Sano and, and just so many others, um, you know, when you're there for 36 years, you, uh, you can accomplish a lot. And I, I don't know where the twins would have been without him. So there were a lot of people very upset. And, you know, this is something that everybody's had a, when you get pancreatic cancer uh, diagnosis, you know, the, the odds aren't very good. So, you know, um, a lot of people have, have known that he's been dealing with this for three years and like eight right. months. Um, and it doesn't, you know, even when you can wrap your head around it, when that day arrives still, it doesn't make it any less sad. And I, I think there's a lot of people who are somber in the organization right now. Yeah, the the longevity, and and really the game is tight knit. I know managers and coaches and players change year in and year out, but a lot of the behind the scenes staff, the the people that are really the heart and soul of the game behind the scenes, have tons of longevity. So when when yeah. you talk about a Mike Radcliffe, there, there, there's no doubt that there, there's people with every club in the big leagues that, that know Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And and within the organization, you know, we're yeah, talking a handful absolutely. of people left, like Dave St. Peter and Rob Anthony are uh, two of the people that have been around. And, and Radcliffe, I believe, had both of them by a couple of years. It's just astounding when you think that his first season was 1987 with the club. And, um, you know, he moved up the ladder really quickly and and got a lot of uh, power real quick just because his eye was so good and his opinion was so trusted and uh, a lot of good baseball. And, and you're right. I mean, the the scouts and the people on the business side, they're the ones who stick around the longest because a GM can be in and out. And, you know, Terry Ryan is more of the exception to the rule, you know, than uh, he, he – being around from you know 1993 as the GM or whatever 1994 until 2016 that doesn't happen in a lot of places and uh, and and you see GMs come and go but scouts always stay they're always behind the scenes and and uh, yeah definitely a, a trusted person that beloved within the organization yeah you know and, and Mike able to make that transition from what what purely was some numbers but but a lot of feel a lot of eye you know player had to pass the eye test there was there there was a lot of gut in it if you will where, where the game now is is maybe more about some of the raw numbers and pure analytics etc well i think the the twins do a good job of because there's a lot of guys that are scouts lifelong scouts that are still here and I think they do a good job of blending the two, which is something that you're right. Some places get away from it, and they do go towards numbers. And look, the Twins have definitely gone towards numbers. Um, you see it when they draft; they'll draft a lot of college hitters because they can measure how hard that kid's hit the ball versus an 18-year-old high school player who they're getting, you know, 40 games against lesser competition, um, where you really do have to trust feel and, and eyes and. Um, I, I think that they've done a great job of mixing the two. And Radcliffe was one of those guys that, that knew it because here's the thing. The numbers usually were going to back his opinion. If he saw a guy that he really liked, there was a lot of times that he was going to find that guy was performing uh, the numbers wise. I mean, it, it's just verification of what you're seeing in a lot of times. Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a good way to just kind of 
put the two together because you're not going to take a kid that, you know, I mean, you, you can tell who a star is and who a star isn't. That's that part's easy, but some of that data is just backing up and confirming and, and giving people even more of a reason to back those opinions. And, you know, that's never a bad thing. Dan Hayes joining us from the athletic uh, Mike Radcliffe passed away at the age of 86 in Kansas city, a long time twin scout and VP tough day for the organization and the game. Oh, for sure. Uh, Dan joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, and Dan, uh, the countdown to pitchers and catchers. So we're 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 getting there. It's coming up fast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, countdown to warm weather, and at least the the idea of warm weather is getting there. And, you know, after this winter, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody can use it. Uh, it uh, every time I've been uh, outside, it feels like it's like minus twenty. So it's been a it's been a long one. But the, you know, the, a lot of uh, good. Uh, warm, positive feelings um, from the Twins the last couple of weeks, especially you know landing Carlos Correa. I feel like has gotten people in a in a good frame of mind with the with what the Twins could do this year. And uh, you know we definitely felt that a little bit at Twins Fest last weekend. It actually felt like it was a a feeling. I mean, granted, you're going to get the fans that really want to be there, but there was a, a fair amount of excitement uh, from the people there, and, and Carlos Correa got a chance to feel that when he was uh, at all the events throughout the week. Uh, tough trade. Uh, reigning American League batting champ Louise Rice sent down to the Miami Marlins. Uh, certainly that, that raised the ire of some fans, but they did add starting pitching depth and in going into this season that appears to be a positive. Uh, healthy Carlos Correa back at shortstop is something none of us could have imagined uh, at the end of the season, that he that it would be back in a Twins uniform and locked in for at least six seasons. Uh, another big factor is what what will Byron Buxton bring to the table this season are are huge huge factors. But I think beyond that, there are also some question marks. What will this club look like on opening day? What will the infield? What will the outfield ultimately look like on opening day? Well, I think it's it's not as much of a question mark as more can some of these guys stay healthy. Um, you look yep. at the Alex Kirloffs and Trevor Larnix, and Kirloffs coming off a second straight wrist surgery. Um, Jorge Polanco had a knee problem for the first time in his career last year that was pain versus soreness, and that was definitely concerning. Um, Trevor Larnick had a really good April and May and then got a double core injury and was out for the rest of the season, you know, uh, those are some big questions, but you know, I, look on the the Luis Arise trade. Yeah, it is definitely tough to take. It's a guy who I will miss his his plate appearances more than anything um, on this team. I mean, he is a fun guy to watch at the plate. But you know, Pablo Lopez is I, I would say their best starting pitcher, and he might not be an ace per se, but it's a guy that since the 2020 season has a 3.52 ERA over 340 innings and striking out more than a batter per inning in that time and. They need pitching, and we always – that's the joke everywhere, right? Uh, when when the Twins get somebody, is can they pitch? Well, finally, they make a trade, and they get a guy that can pitch, and everybody's upset, and it's understandable. But I think when you look at Luis Arise, the Twins may be sold at his peak of his value. Um, it's a guy that's never going to have a true position, and I think that's partly because of his, his knees and his legs. Um, we've seen it. He's had you know a, a blown ACL in 2017 in the minor leagues. He's missed 
considerable time with hamstring and, and knee injuries over the last couple of seasons. Last year, you know, he worked incredibly hard to get in the best shape that he'd been in. And he made his legs as strong as they'd ever been. And it still hampered him in that second half. And he had like a 715 OPS after the All-Star break and somewhere around an 850 OPS before the All-Star break. So I think they feel like, given the fact that he's not really a first baseman, he's not really a second baseman, he's definitely not a third baseman, um, I think they felt like they sold high and they were able to get a really good pitcher and they need really good pitching. So it's a, it's always tough when you make those trades because Luis Arise is a fan favorite. And, look, contact is missing in this game, and, and he's a guy that excels at it. But I think also they knew with all those other factors that who knows how long his legs hold out. And if they're wrong, they're wrong. But, um, you know, they needed that pitching, especially with Correa back. As we go into spring training, there there's always talk every year of, how many jobs are open? What will the 26-man look like ultimately? And I know there's a lot of movement between St. Paul and the major leagues because injuries are indeed uh, a factor. But uh, starting rotation, filling out the bullpen, uh, we have a pretty good idea who the, the starters are going to be. But ultimately, how they fill out that bullpen will be something that will develop down in Fort Myers. Yeah, I mean, I think one guy to look forward to see how he rebounds from last year is Jorge Alcala because he was hurt last year. And it's a guy that they thought was going to be one of their back-end guys. And he missed all of last season, but two games uh, with elbow trouble. And he's back. He had a, a chip removed, um, a bone chip removed, and, and uh, they, they believe he's going to be good to go. Um, they, they need some guys to step up. They need Jorge Lopez, who they acquired at, uh, the trade deadline for Baltimore, they need him to be the guy that they acquired. And that's, you know, I, I think it's there. I think he, you know, he throws hard, he throws nasty, but he was not at all comfortable when he came over in that trade in August last year. I think being around these guys for an entire spring training, getting to know them and, and finding, you know, a little bit of comfort going into the year should help him a lot going, you know, to, to rebound. Um, the bullpen is definitely something that they could use a little more certainty, but there certainly are plenty of weapons. Yohan Duran is, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. We saw it last year consistently. Um, you know, Caleb Thielbar has been very good for them, and they have so many other options. And, that, you know, last year as we go into April and May, um, Emilio Pagan, who definitely drew a lot of ire for, for good reason, sure. he was sort of one of their trusted guys. Now he's about their fifth best reliever on this roster. And, when he's uh when he's your fifth best guy, you feel a lot better about it because, you know, he really does have some nasty stuff. He just has a tendency to make mistakes, and if he's pitching in the fifth or sixth inning of a game, it's a lot easier to absorb that mistake than if it's in the eighth or ninth inning. So, I think the Twins, as much as there's some uncertainty there, I think they're in a better spot to at least start the season. I mean, having Duran and knowing he can close out games, you know, that that's a big uh, big advantage to where they were last year at this time. They were just feeling him out, you know, all of the first half last season and trying to figure out what he could actually handle uh, being a reliever for the first time. So I think they are better off than they were a year ago going in, but, you know, you can always use some certainty. What what, what about outfield in, in the structure of this? Because they did make a deal. They, they picked up Michael A. Taylor uh, from Kansas City. They, they made that deal. Uh, we we got Byron Buxton, Max Kepler under contract, uh, Joey Gallo, a pretty long list of outfielders. How how do you expect them to come north? What, what is that outfield going to look like? And and Trevor Larnick's in that mix too, without yep, question. Sure. Um, 
you know, I, it wouldn't shock me the way they've talked that Alex Kirloff, if he started out slow and maybe possibly on the injured list, just because right now he's doing like 50, 60 swings a day. And this is just uh, educated speculation, but it wouldn't shock me if they wanted to go really slow with him because they want that risk to be as good as it's going to be when he starts the year. And, you know, I know some people might get scared if he starts the year on the IL, but I think they're looking at the buildup process coming up off of a, a second straight surgery. And again, who knows? Because all they've cautioned is that they're going to go really slow with him and that Joey Gallo is going to see a lot of time at first base. And the roster makes a little bit more sense if that's the case, that Gallo is their first baseman. Um, you know, they have a, a crowded house there. And look, Taylor was brought on to be a guy that can allow Buxton to DH and not have a defensive drop-off. He was a gold glover in 2021. There's been no defensive center fielder that's been better the last two years than Michael A. Taylor. Uh, he doesn't hit nearly as well, but I think you can absorb that if the rest of your lineup is hitting. Um, Max Kepler is back. That's one that's sort of surprising. It wouldn't have been shocking to see him get traded just because he's really good value. Uh, they didn't get the deal that they wanted. However, this is a team that waited up until April 7th last year to trade Taylor Rogers. So, you know, that's always on the table. If Kepler is move, if they move on from Kepler in the next two months, you know, it, the, the whole picture makes a lot more sense. Gallo's a two-time Gold Glove winner. You know, he's a guy that was a three-war player from 2017 to 2021. Um, you know, he's hit, I think, in the last four full seasons, three of them he had 38 or more home runs. So he's a guy that really makes sense in right field or left field. Um, but Larnick showed what he could be. You know, he had an 875 or an 890 OPS the first two months of the season last year. Um, he's a first rounder. He's a he's a good hitter, and and he really stepped up his defensive efforts last year. So he's definitely somebody that could be an everyday guy for them if he can stay healthy. And if you know, it's not a bad situation to have all these guys. Matt Walner made it to the majors at the end of the year last year. I don't think that he was probably in their plans at the start of the year. Just there were so many injuries, but he's definitely a guy that can be there if, if they run into those issues again. And big, strong arm and a lot of power. So. There are some serious options there, and it probably would make sense if Kepler was uh, – if they traded him and got help either in the bullpen or or even a younger outfielder. Um, but, you know, at this point, they're going to roll with what they got, and I think that means Gallo gets a, a healthy amount of time early in the season at first base while Kirilov kind of works his way back in. Well, a lot of great info and a lot of great thoughts. Dan, as always, good to visit with you. Uh, when are you headed for Fort Myers? I think uh, Valentine's Day, the morning yeah. of Valentine's Day. Yeah, nice. so we will. Uh, yeah, two, two, a couple, like two, ten or eleven day trips. Uh, one in February and one in March. So don't have to do the entire time, which isn't such a bad thing. Um, but it'll be nice to get some warm weather and, and get the baseball vibes going for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thanks. Appreciate your work in the athletic, uh, and as always, uh, hopefully we can do it again down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve. All right, there he is, Dan Hayes from The Athletic, joining us talking a little Twins baseball. Tough news on Mike Radcliffe, uh, long-time twin scout, uh, very, very involved in uh, player development, scouting with the Minnesota Twins, uh, part of the club for uh, well over uh, three decades passed away on Friday. We appreciate Dan's thoughts on that. He has a piece at The Athletic. 
uh, about Mike Radcliffe. And then, of course, uh, as we uh, count down to spring training, what's this club going to look like when they break camp and head north and start uh, the 23 campaign? By the way, we'll have a ton of spring training coverage and every regular season game here on the home of the Twins. News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Tom Brady has called it a career. He did it once, came back, and the 22 season didn't pan out all that well. Uh, Went through a divorce. But you know what's amazing about this, Josh Wheeler? Uh, Brady's got a big, fat contract from Fox to move into the television booth. So after an unbelievable career, many consider the greatest player of all time at any position. I don't know how you can do that, compare quarterback to an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a defensive back. I I think all the players stand alone, but and all those positions stand alone when you look at greatness. You can't compare Tom Brady to, say, for instance, a a Lawrence Taylor, uh, who who dominated at his position and is considered one of the all-time greats. But certainly Tom Brady as a quarterback, one of the greatest football players of all time, now moves into the booth. And it all gets back to that same old thing. You know, very few get to go out on top. And and he didn't. Uh, Tampa Bay wasn't particularly a great football team this year. I don't think Brady was all that bad, but uh, it sure sounds like this is it. Yeah, and to your point, too, like a lot of people are – I've seen a lot of people on social media this past week kind of, you know, say, oh, too bad you went on a loser. I don't think – Tom Brady having one really bad losing season in Tampa, but yeah, he got him to the playoffs. I don't see that being a losing season uh, season for Tom Brady, nor what I defined, you know, honestly, this year or last year with Tampa Bay as his career uh, as a quarterback. I think that a lot of people need to look at the bigger scope of this and just realize that he is the greatest of all time, and I, I think a lot of people kind of passed on acknowledging that throughout the uh, throughout the final few years here that he was a quarterback. And I just think that not enough people really gave him, uh, gave him that pedestal, you know, same thing as when you're watching Michael Jordan play basketball. I think a lot of people just in passing did not realize it. And then once he kind of got into the thick of it with Chicago, I think a lot of people realized that we're, we're witnessing something special here. And I think you can put that in the same category as Tom Brady with football. And like you said, you can't really compare it to a Lawrence Taylor or say like, uh, I don't know, and Adrian Peterson when it comes to running back. Like, it's just what he did at quarterback is just something different. Yeah, uh, and the the Super Bowl victories, just just the, the times, you know, he got to conference championship games, then ultimately Super Bowls and yeah. won the Super Bowls. So his legacy is extraordinary. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see what he does on TV. I know there was an all-time great who went over to television after his career, Joe Montana. It didn't work out very well. So we'll see. But I know he's got a lot of money on the table uh, from Fox. But uh, Tom Brady goes off into retirement. I, I'm assuming at this point in time uh, th- this one will stick. And one other thing we wanted to bring up, Derek Carr did I, I saw one funny interview, and then you you had a bit of audio, Josh, talking about uh, his tenure with the Las Vegas Raiders, and how he's now moving on. He he could be 
headed for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors about Derek Carr. There's still tread on the tire, and let's face it, um, the the need for quarterback play in the NFL uh, is still there. Derek Carr will end up with a job somewhere and be paid handsomely for it. But he had a funny quote on why he's no longer with the Raiders. I, I, I just love that. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I think he definitely I, – I don't know. I, I, I feel like won he, a lot he, of got cool dra- he got dragged through the mud a lot in the last couple of years in Vegas, and I feel like he didn't get a whole lot of help when it comes to getting – especially the offensive line. You have Josh Jacobs, arguably one of the best players in the AFC uh, on your team, and you still can't really go too far with that. I, I just think there's a lot – and there's other players too. I'm not just saying Josh Jacobs makes up the success of the Raiders, but I feel like he wasn't given a whole lot of tools – and Devontae Adams, you know, at, coming to the team was great, but you just need a little bit more power. And he's kind of facing, I think, the Aaron Rodgers syndrome of you're not getting a whole lot of help when it comes to offensive line. Yeah, and he, he to paraphrase here, basically said, the the reason I'm not in Las Vegas anymore is that I wasn't good enough. And I, and I don't think that tells the whole story. Yeah. You can't do it alone. I, I, I still think he, he clearly has some talent and will end up, somewhere in the league, but I, I just got a kick out of a couple of the bits he did, and I saw another one, and I can't remember the network it was on, but he was poking a little fun at himself and um, having fun with it, and, you know, yeah, I, th- I think he had a, pretty good, had a pretty good attitude about it. Well, yeah, and not to mention the Raiders' defense is terrible, and anybody that knows me personally knows I'm a Baker Mayfield guy, and I watched that game that he put on against uh, the Raiders in Las Vegas, and I think we all kind of saw the real uh, Josh McDaniels during that game, and we saw the real downfalls as to why the Raiders have not been successful. I don't think it's all falling on uh, on top of uh, Derek Carr as just himself as a quarterback. I think it's, a lot, like you said, it's a lot broader issue than just him. Um, and we did get a text on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. It said, Steve, how do you compare Brady to Cousins? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Um, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. I'm not sure Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Famer. I mean, would you say? I mean, we we got to get to a weather break here. I, I'm not sure Kirk. I'm not sure Kirk Cousins is is a Hall of Famer. I also don't feel like Kirk Cousins has established established himself with a team until he came to Minnesota that was worthy of kind of giving him a shot at something like that. So I think now that he's in the, through the first few years with Minnesota, they give him a few, a few more years to see how he does because he has had a couple good years. The last couple of years have been pretty good for cousins and nobody's, yeah, and I'm not knocking him at all, but I think he's still like, he has a trajectory that could lead him to better things down the line. Yeah. And that, that's the only polite comparison I can make. I, I, I don't put him, I don't put him in the same conversation. No. Based on career. Kirk Cousins has put up some nice numbers and had a nice season this year is, and is extremely durable. But um, I, I'm not even sure he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, 535 here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Timberwolves back at it tomorrow night. They take on the Denver Nuggets at Target Center pregame 530 Tip after six, Cal Soderquist turns it over to Alan Horton here on News Talk, A3O-WCCO. There was a brawl in the third quarter of that loss to the Orlando Magic last night. Five players were ejected. Mo Bamba, Jalen Suggs for the Magic, Austin Rivers, 
Jaden McDaniels and Torian Prince also thrown out of the game. It started uh, apparently when Austin Rivers went over uh, to chat with Mo Bamba. Bamba on the bench, Rivers on the floor. Uh, brawl ensued, five ejections. Timberwolves, a furious comeback in the fourth, but come up short. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Chris, always good to visit with you. I hope all is well. I'm good, Steve. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good. Just a, It's been a weird season, and last night was a weird game with the brawl and the losing to the Mavericks. Or the Magic, not particularly a good team, not 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 down there with the Spurs or the Pistons, but a disappointing night for the Timberwolves for sure. Yeah, this is kind of what they do, right? Like we yeah. see them play good games against good teams. They have the big win against the Warriors the other night, um, and then you know two nights later they're still at home, and here come the Magic, you know one of the worst records in the league in the Eastern Conference, and, and they lay a dud. You know, it was the most predictable letdown game you could see coming because that's who this team is. Uh, they lose to Detroit twice. They lose to the Rockets. They lose to Charlotte. They lose to the Spurs twice, and now they lose to Orlando. So this is just just what they do, um, you know, for better or for worse. It's one of the – it's one of the – the flaws that this team has just can't seem to to get the necessary focus when these kind of lesser teams come into town. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards did not get an all-star reserve spot. Handled it well, uh, by all accounts, the quotes, what he said. Uh, your your colleague at the Star Tribune, Patrick Royce, uh, did, did a nice piece on Anthony Edwards about you know, answering the bell night in and night out, et cetera. And, but you, you did sense that still there, there's got to be a letdown. We're human beings. He's a human being. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, it, it's always a nice honor to get something like that, sure. you know. Um, and I think his teammates seem to be a little more ticked off on his behalf than, right. than maybe he was, at least outwardly. But, Ant, you know, I think he's – I think you're seeing with Ant at least a little pattern of uh, a little bit of disrespect in a way. You know, he was the number one pick, so you know that's not a lot of disrespect right there. But since then, you know, he didn't win Rookie of the Year. He was second place to Lamelo Ball. You know, he was in the contention for the All Star Game this year, and even last year a little bit um, gets passed over for it. So three years in the league now, and he's been passed over for some of these some of these honors that have gone to other people. So, you know, we'll see how he uses it. Does that become a, a motivating chip on his shoulder? Does it not? Does he really not care about it? Um, but I, I, I do think that if he had made it, he would have been all smiles and happy uh, yesterday. Um, you can't help but be. So I do think it, it, all multiple all-star games are in his future. So I don't, uh, I don't think there'll be too many more years and he'll have to wait for that. Yeah, so the Timberwolves in a spot where they, they come back and we'll, we'll see who is available. I would assume that they are going to be even more shorthanded tomorrow night against the Denver Nuggets based on what transpired on Friday night. So it'll be a tall order against a very good team. 
Yeah, uh, you know, the, the interesting thing to note is the last time Denver was here, they were playing on the tail end of a back-to-back that's happening again tomorrow night. The Wolves won that game. Um, and I think it's interesting to note, too, that for the first time in a long time, uh, the Wolves just released their injury report. Jordan McLaughlin is listed as questionable for tomorrow. Wow. He has not played since uh, since December 9th. So him being upgraded to questionable could be a huge boost if he's able to go um, for them. Probably might be rusty at first, of course. Might have to play himself back into shape a little bit. But there's no uh, there's no doubt that this team has missed his presence on the floor uh, these last two months or so. And so getting him back in any way, shape, or form in, in coming days here is definitely an encouraging sign uh, for this team. Yeah, and, and against Denver, uh, a team that, as you pointed out, the Timberwolves have had success, but you know they they are really good and and have a, a phenomenal big guy, Nikola Jokic. I mean, fun to play for the fans to get out and see, you know, a, a big guy that plays the game that way is 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 it's cool. It is. It is. It's. It, I think it's. It's been revelatory just the way he just commands a defense's attention, what he's able to do, how he's able to pass and get people open. And, you know, it was interesting to see kind of the strategy the Wolves have have employed against him. They The last time they played against him in Denver, they basically used a strategy where they weren't doubling him because one of the reasons why they wanted to do that was they didn't want Denver to kill them from the three-point line. If they doubled Jokic uh, – he was probably going to find open teammates eventually around the three-point line. The Wolves were willing to kind of trade the twos that he might get for those threes. It almost worked. Uh, I think they were they were shorthanded that night in Denver, and they almost they almost came away with a with a victory. Their offense went dormant in the last two three minutes of that game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they choose to attack Jokic. I I, I imagine they'll probably employ some sort of the same strategy, especially if, if Rudy is out there and is able to defend him, you know, at the high post and in the lane. Um, so it's always a little a little chess match there. Um, but the Wolves in the last two seasons have had some success against Denver, whereas before they they struggled to beat the Nuggets. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what what, what transpires tomorrow night. But uh, I do think the Wolves think they can beat. Denver, and they, they at least have a game plan to deploy against Jokic. You know, and I was going to ask, and I, I don't know if you, you know this, but is it automatic that Rivers, McDaniels, and Prince are out tomorrow night because they were ejected? No, that they... no, no, no. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think so, no. Um, I was told earlier today the league, is, the league is sorting through that. It's going to take a little while. You know, it might not happen until tomorrow morning um, when they that okay. they might announce these things. So we just gotta wait, gotta wait and see when the league puts out a release. Could be tonight, could be tomorrow morning. Um, you know, it will be before game time tomorrow. And, uh, obviously, it'll have to be. Um, but you know, I just don't have an exact timing on when that'll happen. But no, I I don't think you should assume that all three of them are going to be out. Um, you know, the league is is kind of sifting through all the various pieces of that today. Yeah, and after watching it and <laughs> seeing the replays of this thing, I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, Bamba and Rivers, 
you know, the two primary combatants. Everybody else in that situation, I, I, I was just surprised that, you know, Suggs got tossed. He was trying to go in and break things up. And you could almost say the same thing about McDaniels and Prince. So I, I, I would be shocked if, if Suggs for the Magic and Mc, McDaniels and Prince for the Wolves would be suspended. Going into tomorrow night, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rivers on the sideline, but that's just my yeah. Thought. We'll, we'll yeah we'll see. Um, I think that actually, what's interesting to note about that is Austin Rivers in in his post game comments last night actually said the thing that stuck with him the most was when Suggs came in and basically tackled him. He, he actually oh wow. almost like what was embar- he, he he kind of felt embarrassed at what happened with Mo Bamba that it got out of hand. But he said the thing that kind of stuck with him was the fact that Suggs came in and basically neck-tackled him uh, to the ground. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if Suggs got a game or something like that. From oh, him. Wow. It's one thing to try to, It's one thing to try and break up a fight, um, but usually you got to, you know, if you're on a team, you got to get your own guys away from the fight. You can't be, like, coming in and taking out guys from the other team, yeah, I think, would be, would be their point. So I would be surprised, just personally, uh, my own personal thoughts. I would be surprised if anything happened to Prince and McDaniel's. Uh, I think, I, you know, I'm not sh- so not sure why exactly they got ejected. And if you if you can't really tell on the video, it seems like the ejection is punishment enough. So I would be stunned if they were suspended in any way. Uh, Rivers, I wouldn't. You know, I, I'm, I would expect a suspension. You know, that's just me talking, not and not on anything sure. that I've. Yeah gleamed via reporting. Um, and Bamba, I would assume, maybe would get a few more games than Rivers because he did come off the bench, which is a, a big no-no uh, in the NBA, and started basically swinging at Rivers. So I'd be surprised if their punishments were equal. Bamba should probably get a heavier punishment. Um, but you never know when the league sorts through this, what they're looking at and what they're using to, to decide things. So we'll find out either later tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah. Crazy incident, though, last night. Chris, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. No problem, Steve. Anytime. All right, there he is. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune online at startribune.com and joins courtesy of the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We'll be right back. Put a wrap on things here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. All the news, all the weather at 6. Here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Big thanks to all our guests. Of course, we start out Doug Swinhart uh, each and every Saturday, sports schedules permitting between 2 and 3 o'clock with Tech Talk. Big thanks to Josh Wheeler, our producer, and all our other guests, including Jez Myers from the Rink Live, joining us from Ritter, where number one Ohio State beat Minnesota in uh, women's hockey this afternoon uh, to gain a split in that weekend series at Ritter Arena. And uh, who knows, those two might meet again uh, in the Frozen Four. A couple of pretty good teams there. Golden Goal for men, their idol, they'll be at Wisconsin next weekend. Wilder off, uh, NHL All-Star game. Kirill Kaprizov played uh, for the Central Division. They were runners-up in the All-Star festivities this afternoon uh, down in Florida. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Timberwolves get back at it tomorrow night at home. We talked about that with Chris Hine. Uh, the 
Star Tribune a moment ago. They get the Denver Nuggets. Our pregame show at 5.30 tip-off at 6 Timberwolves and Nuggets coming off that tough loss last night to um, the Orlando Magic. Uh, speaking of the Wild, they're back at it at Arizona on Monday night at 8 o'clock. Go for men's hoops tonight at the barn against number uh, against unranked Maryland, though. Uh, that is an 8 o'clock start. The Golden Go for women on the road at number 24, Illinois, tomorrow afternoon. And they have had a tough season as well, so they could really use a W. And one thing we didn't get to today, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets wants to be traded. And there, there were a couple of things circulating on social media about a potential Timberwolves interest. No, 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 no. Josh, please, I don't know please how no, you feel. please no. That's that's a that's a that's a no on my list. Like that's a that is absolutely a no fly zone for the Timberwolves for me. No, I mean, thank you. Seriously, five years ago, sure. No, please no. Yeah, the, and and there was a little of that on social media, and I I wasn't even going to respond. It's like, uh, no, no, yeah. Um, the, the old Lori Morgan country song, what part of no, don't you understand? All right. Quick update on that weather. One more time before we say goodbye, 27 degrees, but the sky's clearing out rapidly here in the twin cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul load tonight, 22 tomorrow. Some sun 31 should be lovely. 36 chance of rain or snow on Monday. It'll be windy, uh, windy Tuesday and 35 sunny and on Wednesday and 40 degrees. Once again, lay of the land sports-wise tomorrow. The Huddle, Dave Schwartz, Pete Najarian between 10 and noon. Outdoor News, Rob Driesline between 5 and 5.30. And then our Timberwolves coverage begins at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. Cal Soderquist on the pregame show. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play from Target Center. And then Gerald Steele to follow the game. Right here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.